I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, May 4th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. It wouldn't be May 4th unless I said, may the 4th be with you. Three Republican lawmakers are suing Governor Larry Hogan, saying that his stay-at-home order is constitutionally invalid. The lawsuit was filed on Saturday in U.S. District Court in Baltimore. And Delegate Dan Cox, Delegate Neil Parrott, and Delegate Warren Miller were joined by the owners of the Antietam Campgrounds of America at Venture Park, as well as two Iraq War veterans and ten pastors. Also named in the lawsuit were Secretary of Health Bobby Neal, Deputy Health Secretary Fran Phillips, and Maryland State Police Superintendent Colonel Woodrow Jerry Jones. This comes on the heel of a protest over the weekend where they caravan from Frederick down to the eastern shore protesting the stay-at-home gathering. And in an appearance on Sunday's CNN State of the Union, Governor Hogan said, I think everybody has the right to protest and express their feelings. A couple dozen people did that yesterday, and they have every right to do that. We, sadly, had far more people die yesterday in Maryland than we had protesters. be interesting to see where this all goes. Gosh, a really horrible crime out of the SPCA on Saturday night or possibly very early Sunday morning. An unknown person broke into the SPCA, damaged many kennels, causing significant damage to the property, and released multiple dogs. They do believe that one of the dogs was stolen, and this dog was named Maxie. And at about 9.30 p.m. on Sunday night, thankfully... She was found due to tips that were submitted on their Facebook page. So she is back in care of the SPCA. They've got some repairs to do. And boy, I hope they catch the guy or girl that did that. Last week, we told you that Homestead Gardens had a bunch of chicken to sell on Saturday morning. And boy, did they ever. 30,000 pounds of chicken went like that. In three hours, it involved traffic nightmares, traffic backups for miles, and involvement from the police to direct traffic. That's how busy it was. If you do have a need and do have room to store chicken, keep your ears and eyes open. Homestead has said they are going to be doing this as well. This is a partnership between them and Purdue Chicken down on the Eastern Shore. 
In Arundel County, Executive Stuart Pittman has authorized the formation of a Commission on Immigrant Affairs, and the Commission is going to serve as an advisory body for immigrant voices to be heard and understood, and also to advise the county government on ways to improve access to county services for the immigrant community. They'll have two parts to this committee. They'll have 11 voting members, and they will have six non-voting members. And if anybody is interested in learning more about this or serving on the committee, you want to go to aacounty.org slash Immigrant Affairs. And in city commissions, Annapolis City Council has passed a resolution establishing an affordable housing task force. The purpose of this group is to figure out the current and future landscape of housing affordability in the city, and they are looking for people to serve on the board. Ward 6 Alderman Dewan Gay is heading this up, and he is requesting resumes from those who want to serve on the task force. And unlike the county, the city likes to go big. This task force will have a total of 44 members. Half of them are from members of government and quasi-government organizations. The other ones will be residents of the city, developers, and realtors. Anybody who's interested in serving on this task force should send an email with a resume and a cover letter to Alderman Gay. And his email address is aldgay at annapolis.gov. That's A-L-D-G-A-Y at annapolis.gov. A little bit of sad news. Over the weekend, Sky Vasquez, who is the owner of Art Things in West Annapolis, posted a update to her Facebook page saying that the store is now closed. The post read in part, the lockdown has been devastating for Art Things. As many of our longtime customers know, the store has long been challenged by big box craft shops and in more recent years by the advent of quick ship discount companies like Amazon. We've met those challenges head on with creativity and excellent customer service. Closing the store due to a government mandate was never part of our business business plan. As of May 1st, Art Things at number 2 Annapolis Street will close. We know this is an incredibly difficult decision to make. They have been there for 54 years, but there is a little bit of a bright side on this. They said that the 54-year-old tradition will continue. They're not quite at liberty to say exactly what, but they are looking for a new location. We do know that Sky Vasquez and her husband recently purchased the Whitehall Gallery on West Street, so I would suspect it's going in there, but you want to keep your eye open for that as well. That would be a shame to lose that. They were such a unique store, and if you want to listen to them, go back to listen to our legacy business spotlights we did with them just to find out how great they've been for the community. Sliding into some better news, the Samaritan House is having their Burritos for Beds benefit. This is the seventh annual one and where you go to Chevy's in the morning, you can hobnob, you can have a burrito for free, you can have some drinks for free, donate some money to Samaritan House and get on with your day. Obviously, they can't do that with the pandemic going on here, so they took it online. It goes from May 1st through May 6th, so it is going right now. All you need to do is go to SamaritanHouseAnnapolis.org. There's a chance to donate there, and when you do donate, you get a free burrito from Chevy's Fresh Mex. Okay, it's not really a burrito. It's a coupon for a burrito. And the only catch is that they want to make sure that you share your mailing address with them so that you can get the coupon at the end when you do the checkout. But again, the address you want to go to is SamaritanHouseAnnapolis.org. And kudos to Crosby Marketing and Communications. They've donated $50,000 to help fight this pandemic. 40000 of it is going to the Anne Arundel County Food Bank and 10000 to the Community Foundation of Anne Arundel County for their Crisis Response Fund. In a statement, Ray Crosby, who is the president of the company, said, We read that the food bank was overwhelmed by the demand and felt compelled to help our neighbors in need. Hopefully, we can help bring some relief to people who are struggling during the difficult time and inspire other companies to give as well. Ray Crosby and Crosby Marketing and Communications, thank you very much. You guys are always such a great community asset. 
All right, that does wrap it up for today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update these stories and more throughout the day. If you're someplace you can give us a rating or a review, please do that. Make sure all your friends and family and colleagues know how to get a hold of podcasts and tell them to subscribe to this one. It is Monday, of course, so we do have Ann Alsina with your Money Monday report. And as we have every day, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast standing by. All that coming up right after this brief message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than the trusted team at Solar Energy Services. Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, May 4th. It was a nice weekend with above average temps for the Annapolis region, which was very nice following a chilly second half to the month of April. But the warm temps are on their way out and it'll be a return to cool temps this week with a likelihood that temps will stay below average through much of the first half of May. Look for highs today in the 65 to 70 degree range with plenty of sunshine, though winds could gust up to 30 plus miles per hour at times following yesterday's late p.m. cold front. With temps Tuesday through Sunday generally in the upper 50s to mid 60s with the main rain threat, a chance for some showers late Tuesday into Wednesday with plenty of sunshine otherwise throughout the week. With the early outlook for the Mother's Day weekend ahead for sunshine and temps near 60 degrees. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DC MDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Your money, managing and investing it can be confusing and sometimes scary. Here to help you put your financial picture into focus is Ann Alsina from Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. This is Ann Alsina of Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. I would love to give you a clear idea of what to expect over the next few months, but the only reliable thing I can tell you is that we are in uncharted territory. Given everything, the market overall is doing well. We started off the week well with stocks rising based on news of a potential treatment for coronavirus and the anticipated openings in several states. On Wednesday of last week, we were actually positive on a year-over-year basis. Thursday and Friday, the market declined as corporations reported earnings. Another factor that has helped to stabilize the markets are actions taken by the Fed. Way back on November 4th, we explained in this podcast what the Fed, or Federal Reserve Bank, is and what they do. The Fed is America's central bank. Many scholars say their actions made the Great Depression worse. The 2008-09 financial crisis opened the Fed to new courses of action. 
Among those, instead of just raising or lowering interest rates, the Fed purchased large quantities of government bonds, what was known as quantitative easing. They provided liquidity or ready cash to the market. Buying those bonds increased prices or kept them from falling too much. When bond prices increase, their yield or income received by the investor declines. This results in investors putting their money somewhere else, like equities or stocks. In our current crisis, the Fed acted quickly and decisively. They lowered interest rates, and they reduced the amount of money banks had to keep in reserve, which meant banks had more money to lend, again to increase the monetary supply and overall liquidity. The Fed began buying government bonds again, and they are also buying corporate and municipal bonds. Last week, the Fed expanded its criteria to include cities with a population of at least 250,000 or counties with a population of 500,000. While they haven't started buying those bonds yet, merely the announcement that they would provided a calming effect on the market. Further, banks typically borrow from each other to meet their reserve levels each evening, as each night various banks have more or less cash on hand. The Fed is considered the lender of last resort. In March, the Fed instead encouraged banks to borrow directly from the Fed. They also reestablished emergency credit facilities for the Fed to purchase commercial paper, short-term notes used by many corporations to manage cash flow. Overall, central banks around the world have used every tool they have to keep economies flowing and to lessen both the severity and duration of the current recession. Some of these actions may lead to inflation down the road, but that's a problem for another day. We continue to provide new updates online, so visit us at CovingtonAlcina.com and on our Facebook page. We're sending out emails with research and investment commentary, and you can sign up on our Facebook page for those as well. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Great Valley Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Covington Alcina and Great Valley Advisor Group are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance references historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The opinions voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide a specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. And if you don't have a financial advisor, or if you haven't heard from yours, come talk to us. This is Ann Alcina with Covington Alcina. Hi, this is Brian Griffiths, the founder of Maryland Podcast Month. Maryland Podcast Month was founded in 2018 to draw attention to all of the great podcasts and podcasters here in Maryland. And during this time of social distancing, there is no better time to start learning more about locally produced podcasts. Shows like my podcast, Red Maryland Radio, Ion Annapolis, the Conduit Street Podcast, JB's Drive-In Podcast, the Maryland Crabs, Quality Time, the Society Fringe Players, and more are still putting out fresh content. Visit MarylandPodcastMonth.com to learn more about these great Maryland podcasts. That's MarylandPodcastMonth.com. And we thank you for your support of local content. Whether it's a fire, a hurricane, or a virus, Annapolis comes together. We've done it time and time again. Because this is a town that gets it. A town that knows how to lift each other up when the world falls down. As we face this new challenge, I encourage our community to come together as we've always done. I'm Steve Samaras from Zachary's Jewelers. I pledge to lend a hand to support my family, my team, my neighbors, and the small businesses in our town. Together, let's do what we've always done. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. 
and also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.